0: Mango Mustache Media Hello, welcome to another episode of One Word Stories. Um, This is one of those episodes where I must tell you something before we jump in. A little warning for you. If uh, you don't want to hear about anything that has to do with self-harm, please just feel free to skip this episode. But we are going to be dealing with some dark topics and self-awareness, and with that comes a um some confusing times for for all of us so my guest and i will both be talking about ways that we have self-harmed in the past and hopefully not anymore in the future but if that's something you're not comfortable with no worries my friend we'll see you next week on one word stories but without any further ado please enjoy this episode Hello friend, welcome to another episode of One Word Stories, the show where we take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell. I'm your host, Alex Schulte, and this show is of course produced and distributed by the LAS Media Group right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Beautiful Czech Village is where we are right now in, uh, in this beautiful red brick building surrounded by amazing restaurants i can smell the food it is torturous uh today i'm joined by a very special guest but before i introduce them i want to tell you that if you'd like to support this show and other shows like this on our beautiful network of podcasts and content creators go ahead and go on go on over to lasmediagroup.com slash plus sign up for las plus You'll be getting all sorts of benefits like ad-free episodes, ad-free versions of every single show on LAS. You get the exclusive post shows from shows like One Word Stories. Gaming Through the Generations, um, Myths of Myria even has one in between every every session that they have now. Like We're, we're adding a ton of content to, to LAS+. Plus. On top of that, though, you get exclusive content, you get bonus, uh, you get exclusive merch, you get discounts at, at local, partnered businesses, and you're supporting local in a way that's never been possible before. LASmediagroup.com slash plus. Go do it. <laughs> Today, my guest is someone who I've been working very close with for about a year and a half, a year or so, a little over a year, on this thing that we call the LAS Media Group. And, and they're just incredible. They uh, uh, do all of our production here. Photos. Videos. Sassy attitude. Amazing hair. My guest today... Is the art? Is excuse me, the production director of L.A.S. Forest Moore. Forest, hello. <laughs> I'm in a forest of more. How are you? Of more. I'm good. Thank you for saying yes to being on my podcast. Yeah, I've been meaning to get you on for a long time. I asked you a long time ago, and you kept saying yeah, but then I wasn't ever able to get you in, and it mm. finally freaking happened.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited.
0: How like, are you? I'm good today. It's yeah, you, good I, you walked in with a with a positive attitude today, and I love that for you. Yeah, thank you. So let's tell people who you are. You know, don't let me do it for you. Um, um, in 2022. Who is Forrest Moore? Oh,
1: I don't even know. <laughs> As Logan says, I'm an enigma, I guess, mm. but I don't know. I'm just a person feeling you, life out. What do you do? Um. Well, I do photo and video. Yeah, very well. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, if you go to lasmediagroup.com, all the pictures you're going to see there are all by Forrest. That's me.
1: Yeah. You're an award-winning photographer. I am. I also just wait tables, so.
0: See, <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Why? Why do you say that? Because, like... I don't know. We're not there yet. Like, We're getting there, yes. but you are um, you are an amazing photographer, and just because you have to wait tables while we're starting up this company, I have to do things. Otherwise, you know, I'm doing DoorDash on the side of this. Yeah, yeah. Okay? I'm not I just know, know. the creative director of LAS, but I'm not going around being like, when people ask me what I do, I don't say DoorDash.
1: Yeah. I guess, like... I've just been waiting tables for the past how many years? So it's like... I, I waited
0: tables for a decade.
1: I have a really bad time, like, putting myself out there and being like, this is who I am. This is what I do. Take it. Like, I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, well, today we're talking about who being more comfortable with you being who you are and taking and people taking what you do and just taking it so it's kind of fun that you say that so i i do want to introduce today's word and then let's jump back into this conversation because i would like to hype you up i feel like i don't know i feel like mm. you don't know how
1: awesome you are sometimes and that bothers me yeah well like i have a hard time accepting or taking like the word is compliments. Yes, compliments. <laughs> it's not even in my vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: word you were looking for is compliments. Uh, well, you're a beautiful human inside and out. Thank you're you so much. fucking talented. And anybody who comes within uh, um, radius of, of your presence is lucky. Uh-huh. Let's introduce today's word. Al Betker, help me out. Today's
1: episode is brought to you by the word...
0: Gender. So I think a good way to start off our conversation about gender would be sharing our pronouns. Yeah. So I'm Alex, and I, my pronouns are he, him, he, his. He, him. He, him.
1: Yeah, and then I'm Forrest. I'm he, they, or they, he. We're still figuring that out.
0: So figuring out which one goes first? Yeah. What's the like, prominence? What's the, what's the, what's the, why does that matter? Um...
1: It depends on the person, I guess, but like... What does it matter to you? To me, oh my. It, well, there's a lot of things. Thank you. Just push the microphone towards you.
0: Oh. <laughs> you just, you're so soft-spoken. I am. I talk quiet. And that's okay. That's one of the beautiful things about you.
1: Mm-hmm. But, okay, so like on one hand, there is... If you like introduce yourself to someone, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, I'm Forrest they, he, or he, they, it, well, how the fuck do I use words?
0: (laughs) We're we're, we're, going to find our way there. We're dancing. Yeah. It's okay. Take your time. Why does it matter to you? Why, why, why would you want to be called either, uh, I guess you, you just said you're still trying to figure out why you, whether your pronouns are he, they, or they, he, I was just wondering if
1: it matters. Yeah, it and does, why? It doesn't matter, to me at least, I guess. Um, and most people just go by. I see he, they, or she, they a lot. And I don't know a lot of people that use the he or they, she, like in that order. But I think it's more of a signifier of which you prefer. Right. Right. Right.
0: So I guess um, it's kind of. I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. It's a way of saying, I'd rather go by they, but if you call me he, yeah, that's it, it, okay, too. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I'm definitely a person that is more open with pronouns. Like, I get called miss all the time. I have long hair. Do you? Yeah, like always. Um, in stores, if I'm at Cheddar's, people say, hey, miss. Uh, and then you turn around and they're like, oh. Oh, yeah, especially with a mask. Like, I went to the hospital the other day. And I was walking by, and someone was like, lady, hey. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then you said nothing about it? I didn't say anything, no. Does it bother you, though? No. I mean, I think it bothered me when I was younger. Because it, I don't know, like, as a boy, you're kind of pushed on the idea that it's, like, derogatory Mm -hmm. to be, like, Salt a lady. Right. Or, you know. But
0: there's nothing bad about it at all. No, not at all. Um, can, can I describe you to the listener? Yeah. Okay. So, Forrest is sitting across from me. In uh, what does your shirt say? Actually, you, this this beautiful, um, shirt with two people riding horses, and oh, legends never
1: die. Legends Orville never Peck. die.
0: Orville Peck, uh, with a open pink button up. You've got. Beautiful, long, blonde hair, currently put up in a ponytail. Yes,
1: put up. I'm being lazy today. You
0: have a um, a septum piercing in your nose, and then one of your nostrils is pierced as well, and a an almost pirate-looking goatee,
1: because pirate is in. Pir- yes. Our flag means death. Our flag means—what's de- that? It's the new show by uh, Takeo Waititi. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's a comedy. Yes. What's Super it on? Um, HBO Max. Okay, I
0: need to watch that. We're not talking about that, though. But gosh, I, I love queer. him so much. Um, um, but yes, you always wear your, uh, the fact that you're different on in your fashion. You know, you don't try to conform to Iowans. Oh, yes. You know? Like you Not walk around famous. and you can see how people dress in Iowa. It's jeans every day, maybe a flannel shirt. That sounded like a fart, but it was my it did. It was my it was my <laughs> phone on the on the table. That's so funny. Okay, just a heads up. Uh, but yeah, like jeans, a a, a trucker hat. Um, I mean, I'm wearing you know a, a flat bill hat almost right now and, and a t-shirt and some. Birkin stocks and shorts, like I'm pretty basic. Very
1: casual. Very but you're casual. Rocking it.
0: Thank you very much. I was dressed nicer earlier today, but then, no offense, since we have such great rapport, I was like, I don't need to dress up for Forrest. I'm just gonna show up, whatever. So here I am. But you always stick out. You stand out, and I think that's a, an amazing thing about you. But I guess, do you think gender has anything to do with that?
1: Oh, it has a lot to do with it. I mean, like. Most guys would not wear half the stuff I wear.
0: Right. you got a choker on as a necklace. I forgot that part. I think that's very important. But yes, I wouldn't wouldn't wear what you wear. I couldn't. It wouldn't be me.
1: Yeah. It's not like masculine, quote unquote. Correct. I guess that's a good
0: way to put it. Um, hmm. I wish I could wear what you wear though sometimes, you know? Oh, thank you. But I don't think I could. You just got to do. I can't do it. Why can't I do it?
1: Probably because of the social pressure. Yeah. But, like, we constantly are being told, like, what to look like, what to do, who to be, what we're supposed to be. And then when we go out in public, like, we need to adhere to that. Mm -hmm. Like, we have, even though no one knows who you are, like, you still have a standard that you're supposed to meet. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. That's really difficult. Yeah. That's really stressful. Do you feel that standard? Oh, absolutely. Still?
1: Absolutely. I'm, like, terrified to wear half the stuff I wear. Really? Yeah. Do you have to, like hype yourself up before you leave the oh, house? Oh yes. I have like severe social anxiety, but I'm an extrovert, which is problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do like to go out and have a good time. I love people. You know, I love to be social. Love to be in a group. Yeah. But I'm quiet and shy. Yeah. At the same time.
0: Interesting. You're an uh, extroverted introvert. Yeah. Why are you an introverted extrovert? Does not matter? Know. I don't know. You know, I is guess we're back difference? to the same conversation. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I want to I want to go into um, how gender has sculpted your life? You're an amazing photographer. You're artistic. Um, um, you're sweet.
1: You're e- easily approachable. I feel like you love easily. I don't know. If I'm easily approachable, but really, yeah. I get told all the time that I look like I'm pissed off or just rusting bitch face. Oh, like interesting. People are intimidated, but
0: I think anybody that I have introduced to you has been a huge fan. Oh. So, so let's go back. When did gender start becoming a
1: question for you? Um, well, I think I started questioning things when I was, like, seven. Like, but I didn't know that it was gender or what it was until, like, middle school, I think.
0: You questioned your gender in middle school? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, okay, so let's go to seven years old then. Um... What kind of things are happening that are are making you think?
1: Okay, so when making I was like six, I moved to Germany. What? Yeah, I didn't my know dad that w- about you. Yeah, my dad was in the military, and we moved around a lot. And we moved to another country. You know, didn't know the language. Yeah, my mom forced me to go to German school. It you was know like German? A thing. Uh, ambition. A little bit.
0: What? did what did you say? Ambition, ambition, ambition. Is that a little bit in German? Yeah, it is. Ambition. That's yeah. so fun. I didn't know that about you. Okay, so you're in Germany when this is all happening in your yeah. brain.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we lived on like a small post, and we were like surrounded by all other like military people. Uh, there was like a huge playground, and like every day, literally, and we went outside and just played with all the kids. But like they also put me in German school. So I was, like, away from all those kids mm-hmm. and, like, had to experience, like, this other culture kind mm-hmm. of thing. But, yeah, you know, Germans do things a little differently sometimes. Like, How do you mean? Like, uh, the boys and girls, like, locker room for gym was just, like, the same room. Mm. So we all, like, changed everything together. I mean, we're kids, but, like, they didn't think anything of it. But, like, I, th- I guess as a boy coming from the U.S., it was different. Interesting. And then you go to beaches, and like all the kids are naked, and women, yeah, women are topless. It's just like more open, and like they Hmm. don't care. It's like not a big deal, right? So I was very desensitized, like as a kid, I guess.
0: I wonder if that had anything to do with your self awareness.
1: Yeah, uh, like it definitely was different, and I started questioning things and asking questions. And then my parents had to, like, give me roundabout answers, but... Do you remember what kind of
0: questions you would have as a seven-year-old?
1: Uh, no idea. No? Nope. But I do remember that, like... So I had lots of friends, both boys and girls. But when I went to the German school, the boys were, like, really mean. And so, basically, all the, like, girls took me under their wing. And so it was, like, I only had female friends, and I, like, that just, I guess that's not, a, like, stereotypical, like, boy thing to do, I guess, mm-hmm. but.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, when did you come back?
1: Um, to the States. To the States, I think I was 10, 11.
0: Okay. How was that transition?
1: Oh, very. Okay, so I moved to small town Oklahoma. Like, 1,200 people, and it's Oklahoma. so Super it's Super like, accepting. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> not at all, not at all, very Bible Belt, yeah, this is what a man is, this is what a woman is, do it this way, um, and I mean, like, I was, like, 11, so it wasn't super, whatever, but, yeah, I don't know, like, the kids, I made friends fast, but, like, as we got older, the kids definitely, like, fell into their roles, What role did you fall into? I didn't know. I didn't have one. Um, Do you remember, did you try to be masculine? Oh, definitely. You know, did you try to speak (laughs) masculine? Oh, definitely. Like, uh, I think the, the thing was, like, rap music was really huge. And, like, being a gangster. And, like, the town, the biggest town that we were close by in had, like, gang problems. And there was just, like... Everyone was just trying to be hood, I guess. And so in our small town, that was, like, the big thing. And so I, yeah, I tried to dress like them, and mm. I don't know, but. Interesting. I would love to meet 11-year-old Forrest. No, no. 12. Throw him away. Well, him fire, no, I but... <laughs> just I just
0: want to see you on that, that piece of your journey, uh, to be honest, because I just think you're, you are an enigma.
1: Yeah, Oh, well, thank you. But, like, I tried so many different styles. Like, I was. I wore the kind of like, I don't like know. Baggy clothes. Baggy clothes. Yeah, I did too. I did the sports kind of athletic clothes for a while. Sure. My my So my mom, up until like middle school, had basically dressed me for my whole life in like polos and slacks. I had a buzz cut, glasses. I was like total dweeb. <laughs> but, and then middle school, like they kind of gave me a little leniency about what I could wear and... I just like did everything.
0: What happened then? Yeah. What did you start wearing in middle school? Um, when you had that freedom.
1: Yeah. So I like got like a little posse of friends, and like one of them was like super goth, like almost too edgy goth. Um, and I basically thought that was like the coolest thing. It's a Hot Topic was like, Oh, Hot Topic was so cool. Mm-hmm. I get
0: that. So um, can we talk about sexuality
1: yeah. in this episode?
0: Yeah. So, Absolutely. what is your sexuality? I'm bi, bisexual.
1: Yeah, so I like both women and men.
0: Yep. Um. And when did that become a thing for you?
1: Uh, probably around seven.
0: Okay. You were Two. just. Would you just?
1: I'm trying yeah. <laughs> to ask these questions
0: without you know stepping on no, myself. No, no, no. Ask them. But what's what's that like to to see like to to see a man that you're attracted to and a woman that you're attracted to, and then also be accepting of that.
1: I don't know. Fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) More options, definitely, but... Yeah. Yeah, But like,
0: knowing that that's a thing that you're attracted to, naturally, Mm -hmm. but having so much of the world telling you that that's unnatural, what is that like? Oh, it's... You know, knowing that you're going to be living in a world where that is not entirely accepted...
1: It's frustrating, because um, basically your whole life you're like gaslit into like feeling like you don't know what you're feeling like n- and nobody believes you you're just like, this is the way it is, this is what I'm feeling, this is what I think and like you have an Id- you know what you experience, mm-hmm. but no one else does. and for you to like relay that information and not be validated by the world is incredibly isolating
0: mm. How do you deal with that isolation? Ooh, I don't know. How did you deal with that isolation?
1: <laughs> uh, I became very bitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I fought a lot with my parents. And... <gasps> okay, so, like, let's get into this, I guess. But I... So I had a lot of friends that, like, self-harmed. Self-harmed. And, like, yeah. dealt with their depression in a lot of different ways. I basically developed depression, anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. I'm diagnosed bipolar. And there's a lot of trauma going on both at home and obviously in my social life. Mm -hmm. Because, like we mentioned, I struggle both with my gender and with my sexuality. And so I started... Self-harm, and sorry, this is like hard to talk about, but...
0: Do you not want to talk about it? We don't have to.
1: No, we can get into it. It's just... We really don't have to. But...
0: I mean, I think, I would hope that somebody listening to this would maybe relate to it. No, absolutely. Because I do know that there's younger people who listen to this show... No, yeah. ...who are possibly going through the same thing. So, but again, I don't want to force you to say anything.
1: No, no, let's go for it. It's just... Are you sure? Yeah, no, I'm totally for it. I'm an open book. Okay, it's just difficult to like. I understand. Get out, if that makes sense.
0: Take your time. Um, so, when you self harmed, when you when you started hurting yourself, yeah, um, did you feel any sense of relief? You know, was it a distraction? Um, uh,
1: very much a distraction, I guess. I didn't. So I didn't self harm. I want to be clear. I didn't self harm in like a cutting type of way. Like, I have a lot of friends who did that, and I know a lot of people with that experience. Like, I don't have scars. I don't have to worry about going to the swimming pool and, like, seeing it physically, but um, I did other things. And so, like, I didn't eat, or I, like, mentally abused myself, or I isolated myself from the people I knew. I, like, would self-sabotage or fuck shit up at school or...
0: And for the record, you're not alone on this. I also would hurt myself sometimes. Until, honestly, recently. I talked about this in the anger episode, last episode with Craig. And, yeah, I mean, I would, I would smack myself in the face until somebody stopped me. To be like, give me attention. You know, that was my way. I'm not saying that you were doing that.
1: No, no definitely. Everyone does it in different ways. And I also self-harmed, but, like, not... When people think self-harm, they, I feel like they immediately think, Cutting or something. Right. And. Right. There was just various different forms.
0: Right. And self-sabotage is definitely a way to do it. You know. Um, messing up strong relationships you have. Oh, absolutely. Or. Yeah, like, because. Not following your responsibilities or pushing off things that you know you have to do. And you're just like, fuck it. I don't care what happens. Yeah. That's a problem for tomorrow me. And fuck tomorrow me.
1: Oh, exactly. Um. There's some other stuff, but I think we'll get to it.
0: Okay. Well, can we play a game? Yeah, let's go. Let's play. It. Let's let's throw a speed bump into this conversation and and play a game. We're gonna take a break, and when we come back, I want to um, talk about the resilience you found through accepting yourself, and what the future holds for Forrest. Because I'm really excited to know, you know and i i kind of want i don't know i always like to leave our episodes with like uh, to challenge ourselves to do something so so let's let's figure that out what we're going to challenge ourselves with as well and we'll come back but first we have to play a little game i like to call true love and two lies it's <laughs> so stupid It's like I do, I, do I not do it on the serious episodes It's like I can't help it No, nope. It's nope, the brand have to have it. Brought to you by Ginsburg Jewelers <laughs> Yes it is yes. time Time to play True love or two lies Ginsburg Jewelers go check them out They're going to give you 10% off your order Just by mentioning one word stories Alex Schulte, LAS Whatever They're going to give you 10% off if you do, uh, uh, go, to, go to Ginsburg's, ask for Steve, ask for anybody there. They're gonna take such good care of you. They're gonna give you great service and that 10% off. Let them help you tell your story through jewelry. So, Forrest. Yes. I'm going to give you three uh, uh, proposal stories, okay? okay? Only one of them is true. So I need you to use your, your best detective skills here to pick apart the true the two lies and then and then hopefully the one true story. Are you ready to play? Oh, well, yeah. Okay. So, let's just jump into it. Story number 1. It was 2015. My girlfriend and I are big Iowa State fans having gone to the university and I gathered her outside with a bunch of my friends before a game for a tailgate. Well, my friends all knew what was going to happen, but she did not. I pulled out the ring, I got down on one knee when she was all there, and I had this whole plan to say what I was going to say, but I completely blanked on what I wanted to say, so instead, I just spoke from the heart. Obviously, at this point, she knew it was going to happen because I was on my knee, but she said yes, we've now been together for five years, we have a daughter, we have two dogs, and we've loved every moment of it.
1: Okay, okay, simple, simple. Story number one. Yes. Is that the true one? Uh-huh. You don't have to
0: answer that. i got, I got a few more stories for you. Okay? okay, let's keep going. Story number two. My boyfriend and I are very big into NASCAR, so we were excited to finally go to the Daytona 500. Well, we got there. We had a trailer in the middle of the whole thing. We're drinking Bush Light. We're having a great time. But my boyfriend somehow knew that how to get a ring at the bottom of the bush light can before I drank it. So I opened it up and I'm still not convinced of how he actually got this done. But I cracked it open. I drank it. Luckily, I didn't choke on it, which I kind of yelled at him afterwards about. But that's the story for another day. I found the ring. I pulled it out of the can. He proposed to me right there, on the next to the racetrack. I said yes, and we've been to the Daytona 500 every year since.
1: Aw, that is so cute. (laughs) So fucking redneck. (laughs) 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 It
0: is, it is. But it's like why a bush? um, uh, It's it's like a a
1: prideful redneck. Yes, yes. It's cute. It's it's a little romantic. But how the fuck are you getting a? Ring at the bottom of a bush Lake.
0: I mean, I guess there are, there are, you could, there's, I've seen beer be canned before. It's not that hard. You can just get a machine. Oh. So I mean, I'm, sure, I I'm assuming that's how he did it. Okay. But anyway. Yeah, good for you. Good for them. Story number three. My girlfriend and I had been dating for 10 years. She never thought I was going to drop the question, pop the question, but I thought maybe it was finally time. Unfortunately, her father passed away just a few years before, so I never got to ask him his permission. But I knew through the conversations that he and I had before that he would be delighted if I proposed to his daughter. We were actually on a trip to Europe backpacking across the country, and I knew exactly where I wanted to propose, right outside of where she always wanted to go, the Louvre. So we were there, and then we went and saw the Mona Lisa. We saw beautiful art. And we were leaving that day, and we went to a nice little stand right next door, got a croissant and some coffee. It couldn't have been more French. (laughs) I got down on one knee, and I asked her to propose right there in the courtyard. She said yes, and we've been happily married ever since. Okay, okay. That's story number three.
1: See, that one's cute. I want that one to be true. I want them all to be true. Well, yes. We love love.
0: We love love here. Big fans of love.
1: Yeah, I love the Louvre. If someone did that to me, like, "Mm."
0: I love the Louvre. I Louvre the love. I Louvre the love. So is it the Louvre, Daytona 500, or Iowa State football?
1: Mm. See, you went a little uh, simple with the first one. You left out details. Mm. And I wonder if that's, I feel like you've had detail problems before. (laughs) But the last one was really nice. I the touch about the father, I think. But you could have just added that. I could have Mm. I could have
0: said I could have added any of this for the record.
1: Honestly, the NASCAR one seems the most realistic. But I want the third one to be real. So we're gonna lock that in. Okay. Are you ready to have the story revealed to you? Yes.
0: Okay. Here it is. The true story is My engagement story, it was September 12th, 2015, Iowa versus Iowa State football in Ames. Oh my gosh. I gathered some friends and set up a day of tailgating. So close. Once we met (laughs) up with our whole group, by the way, they were in on what was about to happen. I pulled her away, started talking about all the great times we have had, got down on one knee, she then started to realize what was happening, and at that point, emotion took over, I totally blanked on what I had prepared Um... to say, and just spoke from the heart. I pulled the ring out and asked her to marry me. And well, the rest is history. We've been married five years, moved to Des Moines, to Indianapolis, and most recently to Cleveland. We have a daughter named Reese, and we have two dogs. We are enjoying every moment.
1: Oh, that's so cute. Yeah,
0: that's my childhood best friend, Garrett Harris. We met, he's the second friend I've ever had. We met when we were three years old. In daycare at Metro High School. Oh, wow. Because our dads were both, uh, were, we both worked there. So we were both the kids at the daycare, and then we didn't see each other for a couple of years, and then we reunited at All Saints Elementary School and been friends ever since. I love him to death. That guy nice. is my brother, so. But him and his wife, Callie, she's wonderful. Their daughter, Reese, is so cute. And Aww. and yeah, they're both big Iowa State people, and and man. Yeah, so thank you, Garrett, for giving me that story. That was beautiful, Forrest. Better luck next time. Yeah, I guess I guess I didn't really quiz you, but like you thought the one with the Louvre was the right one, right? Because the the father? I was
1: hoping. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to go to the Louvre. <laughs> you were wrong. I was saying, next time.
0: That was true love and two lies. Brought to you by Ginsburg Jewelers. Go and check out Steve and the team at Ginsburg Jewelers across the street from Lindale Mall on First Avenue, right behind that fountain. Right next door to Red Robin, the restaurant. Same parking lot as Poncheros. If you go too far, if you hit Collins, you've gone too far. It's right on First Avenue right there. Um, Let them know that I sent you one-word stories. Alex Schulte, LAS Media Group, any of those things. And they're going to give you 10% off your order, whether you're proposing, buying some swag for yourself, doing whatever. Forrest, we're going to come back. We're going to finish your story. But everybody else, stay right here. Welcome back, my friends, to One Word Stories, the show where we take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell. I'm here with Forrest Moore, who is drinking up the last of that Baja Blast. Gotta have it. Is it Baja Blast? It is. I don't like Baja Blast.
1: (gasps) Yeah. Blasphemy.
0: Blasphemy. It's
1: literally the best drink ever.
0: I just get Diet Mountain Dew when I go to Taco Bell. Ew. Ew.
1: What do you mean, ew? Well, first of all, anything diet is disgusting. Uh uh And Mountain Dew,
0: zero calories.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> okay, good for you. <laughs> I'm a better
0: person than you. Don't you know this? I drink diet. Uh, <laughs> <this> doesn't <laughs> seem to be working, but hey. Okay, so we're talking gender, and and um, while we were on the break, you mentioned that you're struggling to say. You feel like you're struggling to say what you want to say, and you're trying to find the words and put them in the correct place. Yes. And that you're talking to your therapist about being better about that. Yeah. I so. think I think you're doing just fine. But can we dive into that for a second? Yeah. Why do you, why do you feel like that?
1: I feel like I should know because I'm talking about it so much with my therapist, but I don't know, I've always had the sense of that I need to say the right thing. Or there needs or in conversations like there is an answer and I like have to find mm. the right thing to say. Or respond to. And yeah. it, it's not always like that. Um, like, but when you're being recorded, it feels like oh, that. Oh, definitely. You but know, microphone
0: in your face right now,
1: you're like, ah, oh, shit! I gotta say the right thing. Yeah, I get it, that. There's definitely like some trauma that probably has created that or whatnot. Probably,
0: but. or do you know what that trauma is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that's but. fair. Um. So so. You also mentioned, though, on the break, that you think we skimmed over a part of when you were seven years old when you started having this this realization about yourself oh, because well, call we me out. we got into Germany. Well, of course. Oh yeah, uh, we got distracted. I want to I want to <laughs> know what you meant by that. I want to know what we missed. What what big part of that awakening um, should we not skim over before we get into the second half of this show?
1: Yeah. So like, when I lived in Germany, <clears throat>
0: excuse
1: me. I think there's something about being. Like a foreigner or like in a different culture that makes you realize that you stand out, that Mm -hmm. you're different, that you don't kind of like assimilate. And at that same time, like six, seven, eight, there were there was a lot of things happening where I started thinking about like gender and sexuality at the same time. And so it's kind of—I don't know—it's kind of like the the beginning stages. Do you remember anything specifically?
0: All. Was there like a character on TV? Was there music? Was no. there a person in your life that you oh, look definitely. up to? They were like, "Oh my gosh, I love how little fucks that person gives. I want to give, I, I, not little fucks they give, because everybody everybody cares. Yeah. But but I love how confident that person is and who they are, and they don't let other people's words affect, influence
1: them. Oh yeah, I guess I didn't even think about that. Who was but- that? There was this older kid named Adrian, okay. and he had long hair, and he was like the coolest dude, and I wanted to be like him.
0: What about Adrian made you want to be like him? I don't know. He was a
1: badass. Like, we would all like go outside and play games outside and like shit, and he would just kind of gather everyone. He was like our leader, because he was an older kid, but... He was like a year older? Uh, I think he was in middle school. Maybe like two years old. Middle later? schooler. But he was tall.
0: Nothing and... cooler than a middle yeah. schooler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to like my yeah. But, but yeah, that's
0: for real though. When you're in elementary school, you're like, oh, <laughs> a sixth
1: grader. They seem so old. Oh,
0: they're really in the thick of it. They're in the jungle, baby. So <clears throat> let's talk about the resilience that gender has brought you. Then yeah, okay. Because I think I think it's really special that you've taken that you've taken um, um, control and and pride in. Who you are I'm trying to yeah On the outside it seems like you are doing it very successfully You know and I'm sure And I'm sure you don't feel that way because none of us feel Confident right Yeah Um, but but how 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 do you feel Different today While Outwardly being Bisexual by having Pronouns of he they than you did Before when these things were Not known to the general public When you kept these things to yourself
1: well, now I just don't give a fuck, but... That's not true. Yeah, I do give a lot of fuck.
0: You give a lot of fucks. I care a lot. You know, you say you don't give a fuck, and that's part of the brand, right? Yes. I, or I'm, the image.
1: Yes. I'm trying to have that sense of self-worth and confidence. We're trying to build that.
0: Yeah. It How made, are you doing
1: it? Therapy. Okay. And getting rid of... Like the self-doubt and the self insecure like this living for other people, I guess.
0: You're trying to stop living for yes. other people.
1: We're, we're not doing that anymore. We're f- focusing on what we want, who we want to be, and what we want to give to the world.
0: So this yeah, would be if a I'm podcast. Question. <laughs> no, you absolutely are. I, I'm, gonna, I'm judging myself before I say this. <laughs> so Kendrick Lamar just came out with a new album. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past Friday before recording this. Love him. And I've listened to it probably six times already. You know, I've just been listening to it on repeat all the time, anytime I'm doing anything. But the final song on the whole album is a song called Mirror. And the chorus is something that has been resonating with me so much. It's I choose me, I'm sorry. I choose me, I'm sorry. Yes. And he repeats that over and over yes.
1: again. Yes. That is the brand of my past year, basically.
0: Yeah. And I feel the same way. I'm I'm making decisions that put me first, even though they're not what other people want. Exactly, because I've spent so much of my life doing things, um, based on what other people want or based on how it's going to be perceived by family members, yes. friends. Yes, and that's bullshit. Thank because you. Because I think I think at some point I think it seems like with decisions like these. In life, nothing specific, um, someone is going to be unhappy. Mm -hmm. If you think, if you're thinking that you're going to make a decision that's going to make someone unhappy, in that situation, no matter what you're doing, someone's going to be unhappy. If you make the decision to not or to do it, to do whatever this thing is that you think is going to disappoint your uncle, whatever, Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: sorry, your uncle's going to be unhappy. But if you don't do it and your uncle gets to be happy that you didn't do it, Guess who is it? Guess who's unhappy now? Yeah, you, you, you. So
1: and other people that love you, for...
0: and other and exactly other people that are that are rooting for your success are going to be happy for you as well. So one thing I've had to remind myself so so much so much, especially as of very recently, is that um, I am in control of my emotions, and I am not in control of other people's emotions. Yes. It is not my responsibility to do make decisions to so it's easier for other people to cope with their emotions.
1: Exactly. You That's, don't control other people. It's not my responsibility. You don't have to coddle them. No. You don't have to tiptoe around their feelings cuz
0: if if I the way I see it is if if they don't have the tools to work through their emotions and accept what someone else outside of themselves is doing, then they can fuck off. Yeah, fuck them. You know?
1: We all have to— I feel
0: empathetic for them. I feel for them. I do. Yeah, but But I I can't hold your hand through this.
1: No, absolutely. You've got to figure this out. We all have to be working on our lives. And, you know, like, for people like you and I who are taking that and trying to make the best— is that how you want it? I, how you I, know, no I keep moving the microphone <laughs> closer to <laughs> the I'm so sorry. I keep moving enough. away. Please, please.
0: I love the sentence you were going on. You threw off my groove? I didn't mean to throw off your groove, no. uh, 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 Cusco. Um, yes. So, yes, for people like us who are trying to
1: break the mold. We should all be trying, like, working. Or trying to just be ourselves. Yes. Be, like, make our lives better for ourselves. D- learning how to handle situations, how the, to be the most mature, how to bring the most happiness into our lives. And some people just like don't and they, or they can't. And it's so sad. Yeah. A lot of people spend a lot of time trying to help other people, trying to like bring other people into that Mm. or do the work for them. I think, I I,
0: I think some people actually try to help other people to ignore the facts, to ignore the responsibility of helping themselves.
1: Oh yeah. That's probably true. True too.
0: I mean, I can, I can think of a few people in my life that help others. And, you know, they're like, my mission is to help other people. But I want to tell them to take a step back and help themselves mm-hmm. a little bit. They're just avoiding all their own
1: problems. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. And they think that the problems in their lives are based on the other people around them. So they try to fix people around them to fix the problems. But in the reality, all their problems would be fixed if they fixed themselves. Yes, And not fix themselves, but just... Gave themselves the tools to be able to handle these heavy emotions, to be able to handle these situations.
1: Yeah, and we need to be able to like self-reflect and try to be better, and recognize our own faults and recognize that we have faults. I don't have any. Oh, you're amazing.
0: I know that. I'm glad you oh, finally I know see that it
1: too. Finally,
0: but <clears throat> how has gender? Y- you got past. You got past the fact that that you're um, um, not. Just a boy, right? I guess. That, yeah. How do I say this?
1: No, yeah. So I'm non-binary.
0: Okay, so it is non-binary. If you go yes. by he
1: they, you're still that, that is still considered being non-binary. Yes, definitely, and that falls under the trans umbrella. Okay, so it is trans technically, which also took me a a minute to get to. To accept? Yeah. To accept? Yeah. Because you don't want to be labeled as trans. There's definitely certain connotations that come with. Like what I was saying earlier, I think that's what I was trying to say, is that, like, if you introduce yourself and say pronouns, first of all, you're, like, signifying or signaling politically, I guess, like, mm, or it, socially. Right.
0: No, like, yeah, I mean, it, it shouldn't be politically, but it has become politically. It has become,
1: yeah, exactly. And, like, non-binary, trans, it all kind of, people get a certain idea of you. So you don't want a label. Yes, and I think a lot of people struggle with that, you know. It, it You're just like, why does it why do I need to
0: tell you what I am? I'm a person, and that's mm-hmm. all it that matters. Just let me exist. Exactly. Is is that
1: the feeling? Oh, absolutely. Who gives a fuck about what I'm wearing? Like, right. And w- clothes are clothes. I don't I don't owe you anything.
0: I don't owe you an explanation of
1: of my gender or anything. Yeah, I don't need to explain and no one has to explain. What's your gender? I'm a person. Yeah. Hmm. This is me. Take me for that. When did you have that realization? Because um, that couldn't
0: have been seven years old.
1: No, absolutely not. Um, like two, three years ago. Really? In college? You graduated from college a year ago? Yes. In photography? Yeah, are you asking about...
0: I want I to know about your um, non-binary realization. Yeah, I came
1: out as non-binary last year, I think, or a year ago, two years ago. Yeah. Something like that. How that felt? Oh, so fraying. So the things are what? what the, oh, handcuffs the handcuffs are off. Yeah, handcuffs are off. But yeah, because there's a big struggle with having not identifying with your gender and feeling like you have to fit in. That's so cliche, but like.
0: It's not cliche. It's
1: human. It's human, yeah.
0: So you feel like you're not having to conform now with someone with something that you're not.
1: Yeah, and I didn't feel less pressure, but I definitely felt less feel less pressure now.
0: Hmm. It's
1: Do complicated. You have you
0: felt more resilient lately? Then How, yes. You know, we're working on that. more empowered. I'm just kind of wondering what the difference is between
1: before and after, in your brain. Yeah, I guess empowered. We're just doing it. We're sending it. Full send. Full send. Okay. We're living it. So what's something you want
0: to keep doing? What, what, what's the thing you're working on right now then?
1: Uh, just that. Confidence, I guess. And I, like, you talked about fashion before. And I do go out and I wear whatever I want. But there's also a lot of anxiety with that. Like, there's a lot of doubt and questioning and then I'm out in public and I'm constantly thinking about what everyone else is thinking about it and I'm getting a lot of stares and a lot of looks and that's something I've just always dealt with because like you said, I I look different. Mm -hmm. Like I stand out and that just kind of comes along with it and not that we need to accept that but it's just before I would concentrate on it Mm -hmm. and I'd always be aware of it. And just try to ignore it, but like, I'd just constantly be running through it in my mind.
0: And that's the thing, though. It's not your. Pro- it's not your responsibility to make them feel comfortable. Exactly. It's their responsibility. Get over it. Um, so, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, like, okay, I've been trying to. It. it it's so freeing once you change your, your mind or like. Change the way you think about it. And it obviously isn't like 100%. Like we still have our negative thoughts and comments, but. Are you afraid of meeting confrontation? Probably. Maybe. So no. <laughs> it's not, if it's not like oh, you think about. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I probably want confrontation, honestly. Like it would just be so much easier for someone to like walk up to you and be like,
0: I hate this. You're so
1: stupid. You're so, you like, you look like a fucking fag, like blah, 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 you know? But like for someone just to like glance at you and you like know what it's about.
0: You can tell what the glance means. Oh, absolutely. You can tell if they're admiring or
1: um, judging. Yeah. Like one time I was serving a table and they were, you know, I'm kind of flamboyant. So I feel like it's pretty in your face. Like, and that's not something I can help. I don't try to be flamboyant. It's just the way I am. But, like, they were chill. We were all having a good time, laughing, making jokes. And then at the time, I had my nails painted. And it was, like, the only time at work that I had gone with nails. And as soon as I, like, I gave them some drinks, like, refills or something, and they noticed my nails. Like, they saw them. And the mood, like, immediately switched. What? And they were just kind of like cold after that. And you like it's something you can feel. Like the yeah, air oh yeah, in the absolutely, room absolutely. Like changes.
0: See, but like what a ridiculous thing. They yeah. enjoyed you until they saw that your nails mm-hmm. had color on them. Mm-hmm.
1: Something so trivial.
0: So small. And it's not your responsibility. No. That's their responsibility. I, I, I almost pity them. For for not being able to function in society without having to shut down when they see something that is so barely uh, colored outside the lines. Yeah, it's
1: just like slightly different. It's like sl- it's just slightly different. So many men have long hair, and yet people constantly stare at me because I have long hair. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's so different, right? And maybe that's because we live in Iowa, and a lot of older people. I don't know. Maybe Cut your still hair. Different. You're a hippie. Yeah, exactly. But Hmm. get used to it.
0: I guess but, so. Even like, straight men
1: paint their nails now. Th- so many people do. Like I see nails a lot of places. I, long hair. Like I was thinking about painting long, mine. Not even just like rocket. You should do it. Like black. Send it. I feel like I got to do black. That's like the first. That's the gateway. That is like the thing right now. Like all the straightest men.
0: But I just don't want to have like the the like. Man painted nails where they're all splotchy and gross because
1: that's what it would do. I would do badly and it would oh, just look like shit. I personally love that. Like the messy kind of chipped look. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I like the clean look. Mm. Then go. Get I also want to get
0: rings. Yes. I want to wear more rings.
1: I want to accessorize more. I know I accessorize a little bit, but you accessorize I need quite to a amp bit. It up.
0: Yeah. Well, let's both accessorize more from here on out. That's our challenge for this episode. Okay. We're gonna accessorize more. We're gonna give less. Uh, we're go- we're going to worry less about offending other people. See, a lot less, a lot less for me because I I do conform,
1: and you know I'm, that's I'm totally not kidding. and it's not. You don't even have to look at it as conforming. It's you like it, and it's. I feel like it's who I your, am. Yeah, exactly. You know,
0: and to to be clear. I don't stand out in a way of, of gender, but I stand out in in a way of annoying as shit sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, just ADHD as hell. Big personality, Huge loud, personality. loud words. But we love it. I'm glad. Thank you. You know, c- but I've definitely gotten some hate for... really. Oh, yeah, of course. That's how you know you're doing it right, I think. Yeah. Because the majority of... 99% of the people are, are supportive. No, but yeah. then if you got one person who's like, oh, I've fucking hate this.
1: It's like,
0: well, apparently I'm living in your head rent-free. No matter, I'm I'm such a big presence that you can't help but to think about me. You have to notice me.
1: And that's pretty cool. That's awesome. That's the way you have to look at it now. Like, you get to be, okay, this is going to sound so bad, but like, I get to be people's entertainment for the day. (laughs) like I get to come and represent myself and like be something different that they don't get to see something original something oh this is sounding so stupid but it's not sounding stupid it's how I cope I guess but yeah like everyone else is just kind of mundane the people that like you forget about like they're looking at me for a reason like I fucking dare you to stare
0: Mmm, that's a lyric. We should write that down. Ooh. You're also your own entertainment, you know? Oh, yeah. So
1: I lo- like, I find it funny.
0: I, but, like, how boring, how bored would you be if you had to go out in a t-shirt and basketball shorts? And who wants to do that?
1: Me today. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Me today. But, like, if you want to look like a fucking, I don't know, video game character, why not? If you want to yeah. dress in medieval fucking clothing. I'm like, just going to
0: walk around in a, pla- in a in a suit of armor
1: it. I mean, it might not be. <laughs> it's not in this
0: heat. It, you're right. That's the thing. It's got to be practical as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ugh, I love that. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. Our producer Logan had to step out, so I'm gonna go over and I'm gonna press the button for us to get out with the music. Okay. But I want, while I'm standing up to do that, I want you to vocalize the challenge you're giving yourself going forward from here on out.
1: Hmm. Well, dear future forest, wake the fuck up. <laughs> just be better. No, but like, really, you just need to love yourself and stop giving a shit what anyone else thinks. And like, why why do you want to live so much for the people that are boring or hate you or like want everyone else to suffer like I agree there are other people out there that are living for what you do and decided decide to be and
0: and the same you you were so inspired by that that older kid that middle schooler yeah, when you were a little kid exactly. you need to be that for somebody else think
1: about the joy like being your authentic self can bring to others you need to be that for somebody else
0: I'm gonna challenge my. I'm gonna paint my nails. I'm gonna do it.
1: Be the change.
0: I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna paint. I'm gonna paint my nails. Send it. I'll hold you to it. I'm doing it this week. I'm gonna do it tonight. Please. <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't know if I haven't hit the house, but if I don't, I might just have to call oh, you. I got some. Well, shit. All right. I'm painting my nails. There we go. That's my challenge. I'm gonna step out of my comfort zone a little bit here to try to push the envelope for myself, not for the world, just for myself. Yes. That's, for that's you. all the change I have to make. I'm not trying to change
1: the world. Don't think about what. Right. Anyone else. I'm just changing myself.
0: Yeah. Forrest, thanks so much for joining me on One Word Stories. We talked about gender. This was so powerful. Yes. I appreciate you so much. And I'm so glad that I got to work with you here at LAS. Me too. This was Forrest Moore. They are the production director here at las media group and if you want to support this show and other shows like it please feel free to go to lasmediagroup.com slash plus and subscribe to las plus where you get ad-free episodes bonus content exclusive merch uh discounts at local businesses that we're partnered with and you're supporting local in a way that's never been possible before we're giving content creators a bang for their buck a buck for their bang that didn't come out right <laughs> Whatever. Hey, will you stick around for the post show? Yeah. Okay, so LAS Plus subscribers, we'll see you over in the post show. One Word Stories exclusive post show. Make sure you go over into the feed and, and click on that. Everybody else, we'll see you next week. And my final question for you, my friends, is what's your word? Mango Mustache Media.